Welcome to the O Podcast, an audio companion to Tufts University's oldest student publication, The Observer Magazine. This podcast is released alongside the print issues to extend and dive deeper into the articles. In this season, we will be hosting discussions with the writers, faculty, and student body at Tufts to explore and expand the creative work of The Observer. In episode six, we hear from the writers from this issue's poetry and prose section. First, we talk with Auden Malone, whose poem titled, When You Were Held, is a culmination of Tufts students' feelings on love and heartbreak. Over the course of a day, Auden left his typewriter out in the community center with instructions that encouraged students to respond to the prompt, Love is Pain. Auden edited and combined these responses to create the beautiful yet truly heart-wrenching work. This is the O Podcast, Love is Pain. So, can you start off by just saying your first name, last name, pronouns, and the piece you wrote? Uh, so, my name is Auden Malone. I use he, him pronouns, and I wrote When You Were Held. Okay, great. Um, so, the first question I wanted to ask you is, can you describe the process of creating slash compiling this poem? I know you didn't, like, write it all yourself, so yeah. um, speak a bit on that process. Yeah, so, pretty recently, like... Three weeks ago, my girlfriend bought me a vintage uh, 1960s Sears typewriter off of Craigslist for my birthday. And so I like was trying to figure out what I can do with this. And like a week later, I was told I was a staff writer for The Observer. Um, and I was looking at the pitches and I was like, okay, I'll write for this. And so I figured that this would be a cool opportunity to sort of merge this typewriter, which I think is such a cool... Uh, Every time I show it to people, it's like such a draw. They're like, oh, can I try it? Because not a lot of people in our generation have written on like one of these real typewriters. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I can use this draw to get people to answer this pretty tough question, which was, uh, why do people say love is pain? And so I packed up this like 25-pound light blue typewriter into its like hard shell briefcase and brought it to Commons and sat there for two hours with like a little sign that said, come answer this prompt, you can be published in the Observer. Um, and so I collected about three pages of different entries responding to the prompt, and I gave them very vague sort of descriptions. I was like, you can really write whatever you want, I'm gonna go back through it um, and sort of turn it into one cohesive piece. And so I got like a lot of random stuff. There's probably maybe 40 people that ended up responding. And yeah, so I kept those pages. It's like three pages. Uh, some people wrote, like, I know there's a, someone wrote an acrostic poem on there that didn't make it. It said like, love is pain. People were writing like Drake lyrics. They were writing all the, like there's some woman came up and didn't even respond to the prompt. She just wrote like the, the, little red fox jumps over the log you know that sentence that's like yeah, supposed to yeah. use all the characters like some some like uh like the bus driver she was the bus driver for the davis shuttle and she was like this is so cool and just started typing and then left like she didn't write the prompt <laughs> um but it was cool i just kind of sat in commons and collected all these lines and then i went back through them sort of making notes and, and marking the ones that i thought were like a little more profound or some some that i could sort of connect together and sort of wrote out a first draft using mostly lines that were from 
like direct lines from, from people's responses. And sort of as I went through editing it, I added more of my own stuff. And so I think the, the final product is maybe 50-50 in terms of the, the like almost direct quotes from people and stuff that I thought of that I thought would fit and turn into one cohesive read. And I think it turned out pretty well. So. Yeah, I agree. And I know in the Observer, in the physical issue, it looks like it was written on a typewriter. So when you wrote it up, did you write it again on the typewriter? Did you, yeah. was that some editing on part of yeah, the Yeah, so I have, I have all the pages still. Um, the original lines were obviously on the typewriter. I had people do it in red ink because that's like a cool feature it had. So I was like, you guys use the red ink. And then I marked it just with pen, like sort of dicing out the lines that I wanted, and I would type those on the computer. And so the whole editing process took place sending a Google Doc back and forth with the editors. But um, when I finally, or when we finally had a product that we thought was fit for publishing, I went back and rewrote it on the on the typewriter itself. So yeah, the, the font and the writing that you see in the Observer is the exact font, the exact page of what I wrote on the, on the typewriter. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so next I kind of want to get a little bit more into the content of the poem itself. So how did you decide on the prompt, Love is Pain? What was the thought process behind that? I mean, so the past few semesters, I'm not like an English major or anything, but the past few semesters I've been, I've been taking creative writing classes. Um, so far they've been in like fiction and then one in science fiction. And they were the first writing workshops I'd ever been a part of. But I really loved that the prompts were so vague and open-ended. And so it allowed me, you know, like in high school, you're writing like document-based question essays and stuff that's, there's sort of a right answer. And so these workshops sort of opened my eyes to these prompts that there was no right answer. It was just kind of, this is what you want to write and you, you do your best and that's it. Um, and so this prompt I thought was open-ended enough that I could go in so many directions with it. And in general, I think that kind of writing is exciting where you don't really know where it's going to turn up. And so I thought it, it ended up in a, in a cool spot that I really I didn't expect. So, um, How have your own experiences with and perceptions of love influenced this piece? Well, so it's interesting because my girlfriend, um, I'm going to visit this weekend, is very exciting, bought me the typewriter that allowed me to write this piece that is like, sort of a breakup poem about, you know, sort of almost scolding the reader for being such a fool as to fall in love. And I myself, I would say I'm in love currently. And I don't necessarily believe all of this, all of the lines in there. And, you know, that's sort of, I didn't write all of them, especially that last one, which I think hits especially hard. I don't think that, you know, <laughs> when I like go and like embrace my girlfriend, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I'm like still alone. But yeah, I, I think it's people have thoughts that I think can probably be like you can relate to in the poem, and so that's I, I know they do because other people wrote it for for to some extent, and so I guess I would agree with some of it. But as a person who is in a relationship and is very happy, I'm sorry for <laughs> you know making everyone feel bad, but um, I definitely. Some of it is from, from my perspective, but a lot of it is, is inspired by the perspective of the, the students that, that wrote their responses. And so I tried to keep their thoughts and like sort of vibe 
in mind when I was writing it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite line from the poem, either your own or something written by someone else? I I think the second to last stanza and then that last line. I think the ending, the ending was what, what sort of went through the least amount of editing. And I think that, that was going to stay in there from the beginning. That last line was almost entirely... I adapted like just the tense of it. Otherwise, it's 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 totally from another person's response. Um, originally, I was going to use it as the first line, and I knew I was going to use it somewhere. But then I was like, oh, maybe I'll sort of hit them hard at the end um, and sort of switch tones and be like, because um, you know, halfway through the poem, it sort of is talking to the reader, and so I thought that like a powerful last line. Would be would be very cool, and I thought that line fit really well. Um, and now I've had my friends read the final product, and they were like, "That that gave me chills." And I was like, "Yeah, no, that was the <laughs> I was I was hoping to you know hit something there, and I think it did." So I think that's probably the most the most proud line I have in there. Yeah, you definitely did. I think because it was written by so many voices and so many people, it like is so relatable because just one perspective is can be unique, but the fact that it's a comp- compilation of many perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And and there's the other line that just sort of lists, I think it says, like, chaotic, intoxicating. I think there's two amazing. I mean, I wrote that line out, but it was, it was a collection of all the words that I saw show up the most out of all the responses. And so stuff like vulnerability, um, being intoxicated, um, not, like, you know, drunk, but, like, intoxicated by love um that sort of theme showed up multiple times and so I thought it was important to have a line that sort of highlighted the general gist of the responses and so I guess that's another that was another line that I was was pretty happy with and I think it represented a lot of people's thoughts on the prompt definitely um was there a line received from the typewriter that surprised you or anything that like shocked you from the responses that you weren't expecting to get I'm trying to think of like original, the ones from the original responses. In terms of the ones that made it into the poem, that last line was definitely like, wow, that's, that, that hits hard. You know, I remember when the guy, one of the people writing, they were in the middle of their acrostic poem. There were some that was like, they were responding to the prompt and they just said, because I break their hearts. Like there were some that were like giving off this like confidence and like, I guess, I don't know, they were kind of mean to like, uh-huh. they were like, oh, I break their hearts. And I was like, oh, damn, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely a pretty, like, a pretty mixed group of responses. There were some responses that were just like, I, I don't agree with the prompt. I think real love is painless. And so it's hard to speak in absolutes. But I, I did tell people, like, you don't, you don't have to agree with the prompt. You can really write whatever you'd like. And so there were a few that just entirely disagreed with it. And so I liked that there were so many varied um, ideas in response to it. I know you said that you don't necessarily agree with everything everything written in the poem, but how much do you personally agree with the prompt, given that it was something um, that you put out there? I don't think that love is painless, um, but I also don't think that uh, it would be right to say that they're equivalent or that they're the same thing. I don't know. Pain shows up in like a lot of aspects of life. And so does love, and I think they overlap in some places, and in other places they're totally separate. I don't know. I think I've only been in love once, and it's like 
still happening right now. So as far as I can tell, it's not it's not all pain, and there's definitely aspects of it that are painful. Yeah, I think it's a mix. So I, I wouldn't, again, like I said, it's hard to speak in absolutes with this type of stuff. Um, so yeah, I would say it's a mix. I think it's a little bit of a cop-out, but yeah. Okay, I think that's a great way to end, unless there's anything else you want to say. Um, or anything else? I guess besides thank you, that's, that's really it. Okay, awesome. Next, we talk with Layla Hennington whose poem, Possession, explores her own feelings on the difficulties of love. Layla discusses how her poem examines the connections between love and possession, as well as how the work reflects her own personal experiences with love, both as a participant and as an onlooker. This is the O Podcast, Love is Pain. start out okay. by saying your name um, and pronouns. Okay, my name is Layla, and I, what are my pronouns? They're she, her. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> also the piece that you wrote with the observer. And I wrote Possession. Okay, so the first question we have for you today is what was the inspiration for this piece? I'll just be honest. So they asked me to write a poem because no one else was going to, and I've never written a love poem before. So I kind of had to dig deep. Well, that's not true. I've like written like love poems, like breakup poems when I was in high school because I was like neurotic or whatever. And so I guess the inspiration for this piece is more so your hesitancy when it comes to being in a relationship. Because I have a lot of friends that have started to get into one. I don't know, because it's like the second semester. And I, I've sort of felt like alone because of that. And I think for me, it's trying, trying to be your own person while still being in a relationship and wondering like how much of yourself you're supposed to give to another person so just sort of that like internal dichotomy I suppose yeah I think that's super important how much do you think that your own perspective and perceptions of love were influencing this piece I think most of them I, I think possibly I'm a little bit cynical <laughs> right now and I think also like being a woman and identifying as a woman at least like from my perspective there's kind of a like more of a risk when being in a relationship um just from like historically there's a lot of like ownership there and then also you know like trophy wives or whatever like you're kind of just yeah. there to like be owned in a way and so I guess sort of my my cynicism came out <laughs> <laughs> so that ties in nicely to the next question which is how in your opinion what is the relationship between love and possession what is the relationship between the two yeah I think there's there's as much of a relationship as you want there to be, kind of. I think it's very much about defining your own boundaries. And so within the piece, I'm sort of attempting to discuss like how much you're supposed to like intermingle, if that makes sense. Do you have a favorite line from your piece? Yeah, I was worried that my piece was kind of confusing. And so, because <laughs> the whole thing is that it goes from like, you're talking about like an object that you bought right which i actually do have but um and then sort of transitioning into being like oh this thing that i bought is actually me um so i suppose my favorite line would be like the heart like has no name except the one that is mine sort of just like beginning that transition between you know 
just expressing that I feel as though I am an object. Okay, interesting. <laughs> and so you just said that this was obviously inspired by a real a real box that you have do, yeah. and also drawn from some personal experiences. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about the process of creating the poem, drawing on your own influences, your own experiences, and then kind of compiling it all together in something that is going to be read by many people at us? Unfortunately, like, I don't really have a process. Like, a lot of the things I write are just, like, word vomit, and then, like, you go back and try to make it make sense so it really started I was just like sitting there thinking about like how I perceived love basically and then I saw my box and I was like oh that's kind of I feel like a good like symbol if that makes sense like it's very much the like stereotypical idea of what you think about love like it's literally a red heart so and then I just kind of went on from there sounds good (laughs) Sorry. No, no, this has all been great. Uh, that's all the questions. If, if there's anything else you want to say with the piece or um, any favorite parts of it, anything you w- like want to tell people that are going to listen to this episode. Uh, nothing really comes to mind, to be honest. I hope they enjoyed it. I hope it's not <laughs> <laughs> too esoteric. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. So Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it for me. Okay, thank you so much. This episode was hosted and produced by Jill Young, Bronwyn Legg, Noah DeYoung, and Grace Massiello. This podcast is directed by Caitlin Duffy. Thank you for listening.